This is the time of the color blue. It's the deep blue of the sky, just before dawn, when we're waiting for the light to return. And blue is the color of the Mother Mary. Without the mother, there would have been no baby. It's a royal blue, and a king was coming. But not the kind of king that people were expecting. This king had no army, no riches, no great house. This king was a baby who was born in a barn. The king who was coming is still coming. And that is full of mystery. A mystery is hard to enter sometimes. Sometimes people can walk right through a mystery and not even know it's there. That's why this time of Advent is so important. We see people so busy rushing around, shopping, decorating, cooking, that they will miss the mystery. They don't know how to get ready. Or maybe they just forgot. The church learned a long time ago that people need a way to get ready to enter or even to come close to a mystery like Christmas. The church set aside four weeks to get ready. Christmas is such a great mystery. It takes that long to get ready. And during this time, we are all on the way to Bethlehem. We are all making that journey. We are all getting ready to enter the mystery of Christmas. So let's go. With the prophets, the holy family, the shepherds, the magi, and all the rest, to make that journey that was not just back then. It's also now. So these words I just shared with you are the introduction to the Godly Play Advent Lessons. These are the words and the lessons that our children will be hearing this month during their formation time. There are four lessons, one for each week of Advent. The first one is about prophets. I want to share a little bit of that lesson with you too. Prophets are people who come so close to God. And God comes so close to them that they know what is most important. They pointed the way to Bethlehem. They didn't know exactly what was going to happen there, but they knew that was the place. The prophets show us the way too. They are saying, stop, watch, pay attention. Something incredible is going to happen in Bethlehem. At this point in the lesson, 
we light a candle in the middle of the circle of children to remember the prophets. And as we enjoy the light of the prophets, we say, prophets can be anyone. There might even be one sitting in our circle today. Prophets pay attention. They know things. They tell us what is most important. We say this to the children, and I believe, I know, I know that children can be prophets. Children pay attention. They know things. They will tell us what is most important if we listen. There's so much about Christmas that we associate with children. It's a great time to be a kid. There are presents and cookies, or Santa, the fantastic lights, and you bring a tree into your house. And it's easy to sentimentalize it, isn't it? But if we take children seriously, and not just sentimentally, they have a lot to teach us. They have so much more to share than just being cute. One of the things that children can teach us is how to enter a mystery. I think that often what we adults get most nostalgic about this time of year is the wonder. It's that magic bit of Christmas you can't quite put your finger on. The wonder of something really special happening that you don't quite understand. Children have that bit nailed. They rarely walk right through a mystery without knowing that it's there. This is one of the great things about children's spirituality and one of the gifts that they bring to our community. I know they bring it to me all the time. I believe that children are born knowing God. They have an innate sense of the divine that maybe they don't have the language to express but it is there. They have a natural ease and even intimacy with the divine. The way that children are, the way they live in this world and in their bodies, is so much like what we aspire to spiritually as adults. Joy, curiosity, authenticity, openness to mystery and awe, the ability to wonder deeply, a profound and delightful wonder in the world. Children have a lot to say to us about embodiment. Children experience the world through their bodies. Our senses are how we first make, begin to make sense of the world learning about things by what they taste or feel like, figuring out what our bodies can do, learning how the world works by touching, smelling, watching, and listening. And at the same time, children's imagination is just as powerful as the tactile world around them. In fact, very, very young children can't distinguish fantasy from reality. It's all real for them. 
And as we grow, and we learn what is real and what is not, we also learn that not everything that's real can be touched or seen or heard. Some things are a mystery, but still real. But as we become adults, we become suspicious, even intolerant of mystery. We strive for explanations. We want to know how, what, where, why, to have all the facts, to be sure. We seek out rational explanations for everything, even things that don't need or benefit from them. Children know things. Children are comfortable with mystery. Children's wonder is a part of their bodies. They tell us what is most important. They can be prophets. In today's gospel, we meet a different kind of prophet, John the Baptist, who is telling people in a big way what was most important. John is a dramatic figure in scripture. His whole life is a little bit extra, right? From even before he was born, jumping in his mother Elizabeth's womb when Mary came to visit, to the very end of his life, with his severed head served up on a platter at a party. Unlike those earlier prophets, John wasn't pointing at Bethlehem. John was pointing to Jesus telling the people, in his dramatic way, to stop, watch, pay attention, and get ready because someone extraordinary is coming. And then we get this speech from John that has been the basis of much fire and brimstone preaching. But I'm not going to give you any brimstone today, don't worry. I want to offer you a different read on this passage, particularly that last bit, where John says, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. John says that Jesus is coming to baptize, to gather his wheat. He's coming to baptize us and to separate the wheat from the chaff. What exactly, exactly is that? As wheat grows and it ripens, the seeds, the part that we eat, are covered by the chaff. It's a dry, scaly husk, it's inedible. And when wheat is harvested, the chaff is removed from the seeds and discarded. Traditionally, this is done first by threshing, loosening the chaff by pounding on the grains, and then winnowing, tossing the grain in the air and letting the wind blow the chaff away. Now the chaff, isn't just part of the stalk of wheat. Each individual grain of wheat is covered by chaff. 
So this metaphor with the wheat and the chaff, it's not about dividing two groups, the good and the evil. It's about each one of us in the heart of who we really are, that wheat, God's children, and about the husks that have grown around us. We are being invited into a process of refinement and preservation by this wind and fire of the Holy Spirit. Those husks, the chaff, those are the things that get in the way, the things that separate us from God. Our anxieties, greed, apathy, cynicism, those myriad things that make us less respectful of others, less kind, less just. Our sin, our need to know and to be in control. So I wonder, during this time of Advent, this time of getting ready for the Incarnation, could we ponder the things that separate us from God? Could we examine where our need for knowing is getting in the way of wonder? The things that might keep us from entering the mystery. What would it be like to take our cue here from children and their ability to naturally embrace mystery, to leave rational explanations behind for a moment and let ourselves experience that joy, curiosity, authenticity, and openness that children model for us. To let the wonder be a part of our bodies. Is there a bit of grown-up chaff that we can leave behind? What's in the way of giving ourselves over in the most profound way to childlike wonder? Can you sense the mystery? Can you smell it? Can you hear it? Can you imagine it? What can you give to that refining fire? And with apologies to John the Baptist, it doesn't need to be super dramatic. It can be as simple as the candles on an advent wreath. As you light that small candle, stop, watch, pay attention. Who are the prophets in your life and what are they telling you to pay attention to? What little bit of chaff can you give to that flame that will bring you closer to Bethlehem, closer to God, that will let you in your body be irrationally joyful this season, that will fill you with wonder, that will help you get ready to enter the mystery of God's incarnation, the mystery that happened so long ago and is still happening now, every day. 
Stop. Watch. Pay attention. Something incredible is going to happen in Bethlehem.